This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing all the goofs from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hello and welcome to a... edition of Minisode <laughs> of Body Counts and In Beer. Appendix. Yeah, this is the appendices episode to last week's episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. And it should be noted that the C never makes a soft S sound, but always a hard K sound. Appendices. Correct. Gotcha. Uh, it's John Rooney Taylor, but you don't need to know that. I always call him Appendickies. You mm. would. Yeah. That just makes me think about having mozzarella sticks while wearing uh, a, a flapping front of a shirt. <laughs> I fucking lo- I want that idea to come back where it's like, I want to wear a fancy, but I don't want to put on a whole shirt. That's insane. Yeah. I'll put on this bib. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, Amazon Prime right now just just added 20 new episodes of Supermarket Sweep, which is very nice. exciting for me because I had already watched the previous 20 episodes that I had. Uh, and one thing I learned about Supermarket Sweep is at the end when they're going to do the Supermarket Sweep, yeah. they put everybody out of, the, out of their street clothes and put them in like... Each team has matching like sweatshirts, yeah. yeah, and then they've got like a white like polo collar. Except that polo collar is just a dicky that just stuck down into the shirt because <laughs> they didn't want to pay for two whole shirts. <laughs> nice. Also, I found out while reading a, a nice little article uh, uh, on the AV Club from a couple years ago that all the meat in the grocery store was real, and they would film like four or five episodes a day, oh, and no. under the lights, that meat would just like rot and spoil, oh, and by the end of the day, it would just stinking there but David Ruprecht is a fucking professional and you'd (laughs) never know it because he's gonna get you more opportunities to add to your sweep time (laughs) it's the most brutally efficient game show ever in history it takes less than a minute to get to them asking questions and they don't fuck around (laughs) yeah nice it's great so anyways uh, because last week we discussed Robin Hood Prince of Thieves this week we decided uh after viewing the IMDb page of said movie and noticing under the goofs section <laughs> there were 77 different entries, uh, we would go through a few of them and just kind of uh, share this information with you. So pull up your IMDb, look up Prince of Thieves, go down to the goofs tab, and read along. <laughs> Goof number one, Robin Follow. Hood does not have an English accent. <laughs> Goof number two, Christian Slater's performance. Goof number three, too long. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we'll begin under the heading anachronisms. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, it does say the uh, anachronisms. The Celtic mercenaries are from the culture of several centuries prior to the film's setting. True facts. Yeah. Wow, True strange. Facts. Uh, Azim is shown using a refracting telescope, which was not invented until the 17th century. Nice. A full yeah. 500 years <laughs> after the fact. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says here also, uh, Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater, Alan Rickman, and Kevin Costner were not alive in Correct. the 1100s. <laughs> yeah. Those were all actors making a pretend. Weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, there is a a, a little Rob a little uh, Robin Hood nude scene. Uh, Robin's nude body shows tan lines from a speedo swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, does it though! Uh, uh, it is incredible because again, like you just like it doesn't take that long to get a butt tan, dude. You know you're going to have to put your butt up on that screen. You presumably read the script. Or at the very least, we're being like, uh, see you tomorrow, uh, Kevin Reynolds, director of this feature film. Yeah, see you tomorrow, Kevin Costner. Get ready for that butt scene. The What? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to a tanning booth. Uh, here we go. Uh, when Will Scarlet first traps Robin, he sings a song to the tune of Pop, Pop Goes, goes the, the Weasel. Weasel. The earliest recorded <laughs> reference to this song or tune is from 1850. Well, yeah, they didn't have recorders back then. They couldn't. That's <laughs> literally 650 years later. Yeah, I mean, we had Robin Hood the fucking tale for a whole bunch of hundreds of years before we did a movie about it. <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean by recorded. It says right there, recorded. Yeah, but I think that that means that like somebody wrote that they sang Papa Goes the Weasel in a book. Okay, but no one's going to write in a book, and it went a little something like this. And then there's just a bunch of musical notation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody would do that until J.R.R. Tolkien. Guy, he never put in musical notation, though. We don't know that. We never saw a first edition of those books. <laughs> I guess that's true. True. We have to read Shadow of the Ring. <laughs> Which is an academic dissection of much of the early drafts of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's very dry. I bet. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> there are a lot of continuity goofs in this yeah, movie. Maid Marian seems to be able to change outfits and then change back into those outfits, like from camera setup to camera setup. Yeah, true. Uh, one of these is uh, during the uh, water stick fight. Robin is knocked into the water they several times. The water sticks? Yeah. Holy shit. He's That's knocked cool. into the water multiple times, but his hair goes from wet to dry and back several times. <laughs> yeah, which is true. In that scene, his hair is never wet. Here's the thing. They wanted to get his hair wet. It just wouldn't. It just <laughs> refused. Yeah. He had so much Aquanet on, it formed like a protective shield. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's because they didn't want all of his extensions to come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the sand disappears from Robin's face after he kisses the surf. Which is not a sentence I ever thought I would read. Yeah. Uh, the hand that Robin offers to Azim from the ground upon returning to England. That's all it says. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, did, wait, like, offers like, hey, I found this hand. Yeah, check uh, it out. Obviously, when they get there, Robin has a third hand, I guess, that Apparently. comes into frame. Nice. <laughs> like he just unzips his pants, and his dick's got a whole glove on it or something. It's like, let me help you up. Uh. That's what Kevin Costner's dick sounds like. Sure. Hey, how's it going? I'm Kevin Costner's dick. Uh, the first recorded instance of Kevin Costner's <laughs> dick doesn't happen until 500 years after this movie. True facts. Oh, but could you imagine Kevin Costner's first nude scene? It's going to blow up Mr. Skin, or whatever the dick version of that is. <laughs> it's, still, it's still skin. Yeah, but I don't think Mr. Skin does male nudity. I think they just do female nudity. That's I, fucked up. But I think there is a version of it that's called like Mrs. Skin that shows dicks and stuff. Weird. Well, it's good that he's bringing his wife into the family business. Yeah, there's, there's something kind of sweet about well, that. Well, and also that it's something they can pass down to their kids. Ugh. What I like is, do you think at the dinner table, Mr. Skin's like, yo, you watch fucking Hackers, mm. you can see some Angelina Jolie butt, and she's like... 
honey, I don't care. If you watch Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you see Costner, but... And she's like, all right, no more work talk at the dinner table, please. (laughs) We have to separate our lives. Uh, Here we go. The opening sequence appears... This is under factual errors. Ooh, I like factual errors. The opening sequence appears to show the uh, Bayeux Tapestry, which depicts the Battle of Hastings in 1066 and has nothing to do with the Crusades. I thought that was the Bayeux Tapestry, but it looked a little clean. I think they uh, cleaned it up a little. Yeah, they took out all the swears. Right. (laughs) Right. All All the dicks. All those pictures of Harold with the arrow in his eyeball. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Uh, incorrectly regarded as goofs. This is the only entry of it. Words and phrases which did not exist in 1194 are used by characters. And Robin has an accent which doesn't fit in. Yeah. <laughs> we are presumably hearing a modern translation of what they were really saying. <laughs> sure. We've all got fucking... Babelfish in our ears for right, this movie yeah. to really attune to it. Uh, here's a fun one under revealing mistakes. <laughs> in the battle with the Celts, nearly every Celt who was hit by an arrow and killed is played by stunt coordinator Nick Gillard. I thought wow. that was a very similar looking person that got nailed yeah, every time. Nick Gillard does all the lightsaber fight choreography for the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, that's, that's right. rad as hell. Well, he, he dies also several got times by a lot of arrows. Yeah. True. If you look carefully, you can recognize him. I will I not. So. I would argue that nobody would recognize Nick Gillard except maybe Mrs. Gillard, Baby Gillard, and maybe Mama and Papa Gillard. <laughs> and then there's also Gillard 2, which is like a weird side-scrolling adventure game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, let me just say, it might not be Mrs. Gillard. It could be Mr. Gillard. I don't know, and I don't want to make that assumption. Partner Gillard. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think that's the name of my new cool band. Partner, Partner Gillard. Gillard. Uh, you guys gonna play a bunch of fucking Decemberist sea shanties? Because that's what it sounds like. Yeah, we are. We're we just, are gonna do that. You're gonna have to fucking buy a ticket and find out like everyone else, dude. Except for all, we're, the only instruments we're gonna play are, are a big barrel that we slap. Oh, I'm gonna have spoons. Ah, uh, fair. Can we have a washboard? I mean, you gotta bring it yourself. <laughs> Deal. I got all a right. jug. Oh. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah. We don't want anybody hoo-hooing. If we ever really need a jug, we can just be like, hey, bartender, give me one of your empty bottles, please. Uh, In the early part of the fight with the Celts, the film is reversed, making it appear that Robin is shooting left-handed. Obviously done so that Robin was shooting to the left where the Celts were coming from. So instead of just, like, doing a second take, they were just like... Fuck it, reverse this film. Yeah. Well, it's it's not even that. It's they set up the whole shot and then some they filmed it. They filmed the coverage and they were like, "Oh. Oh fuck. The the bad guys are coming from the other direction." Whoopsies. <laughs> Spin him around. Uh, let's see. The length of chain on Lord Loxley's gold cross uh, magically shortens when Robin takes it off his father's grave marker. Now, there's no proof that it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I added the magic in there. This just says shortens. All right. Yeah, he loses a couple of links. Come on. Well, no one's going to take us seriously if we start editorializing in our recitations of these goofs. True. Uh, under uh, continuity again, when the sheriff is on top of Marion during their wedding ceremony, Ugh. he's wearing a black, silver, and white striped coat. But in the very next shot, he only has a black shirt on without showing the coat was removed. True. Yeah, he uh, just his 
He just like blinks his coat away. Yeah. Out of nothing. No, like dude, when they're doing the vows, he takes his coat off. He's and he's got that of... cool like zebra he's... thing. Well, that's what he takes that off too, because in the sword fight, he's just wearing the black tunic. Oh, yeah. He yeah. takes off his overcoat to reveal his inner coat, and then his inner coat comes off to reveal his outer shirt. Oh, right. Like like Inner Space, the Martin Short movie. Right. Uh, you mean Inner Space, the Dennis Quaid movie? <laughs> no, I know what I said. Uh, you got Martin Short and my Dennis Quaid. <laughs> You got your Dennis Quaid and my Martin Short. Together they taste like shit. <laughs> yeah, which one? Is he the one who's like evading arrest at the Canadian border? Uh, Den- all I know is Dennis Quaid gets fantastic voyaged into Martin Short by like accident. Sure, but in real life, which of the Quaids is currently trying to evade arrest? Randy, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. The star killers are coming for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and his wife made a sex tape and put it out and that was their manifesto. Nice! <laughs> That's awesome. I'd like to show you my manifesto. It's my penis going into my wife. It's just him, like, going at her, like, doggy style, and she's wearing a weird mask, and he's, like, like plowing her, and he's like, the fucking star killers are gonna kill us all! <laughs> <laughs> they got Heath Ledger, and I'm next! They fucking swear to God. That's awesome. I love that somewhere there's a list. Mm-hmm. And it goes Heath Ledger, Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid. Right. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> now that's a higher wisdom right there. In plot holes, in the climax when Marion, the bishop, the sheriff, and the witch are locked in the room, Robin and Azim are unable to find a way in and start banging on the door. However, without introducing a secret exit from the room, the witch leaves to silence the banging on the door. Yeah, yeah she gets back out And the bishop leaves as well. Later, the witch magically re-enters the chamber. I did not add magically. It's in that, there. Because she's a witch. We so know Azim she can, can do burst magic. the door and kill her. Yeah, yeah, she is magic. So that makes sense to me. Apparently, so is the priest. This yeah. is crazy man. He's a man of God. Fair. Right? Uh, there's some fun uh, trivia stuff here, too. Uh, Christian Slater ad-libbed Will Scarlet's line of, Fuck me, he cleared it. After Robin and Azim are catapulted over the castle wall. We didn't even talk about that last week. Yeah. <laughs> to get into the castle, Robin oh, Hood and Azim are fucking... It. We did not. Catapulted. They are straight up catapulted over a hundred foot wall and land onto their... Uh, hay bales uh, hay chickens. Yeah. Uh, they land adjacent to chickens. The chickens seem surprised. Very. Let's see here. Uh, Alan Rickman ad libbed the line about canceling Christmas. Good for him. He would. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he stuck to most of the script. <laughs> oh no 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 they no. They didn't make him. Uh, Johnny Depp turned down the role of Will Scarlet. Probably ha! for the best. I mean, for everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, most of the songs the characters sing or hum within the film are actual medieval melodies. Um, let's see here. It was the second highest grossing film of 1991 behind Terminator 2. Fair. And it enjoyed the second best opening for a non-sequel at the time. In 2012, Kevin Costner sued the producers of the film over unpaid profits. Good stuff. Oh, here we go. Rumor has it that Kevin Costner wanted to use an English accent, but yeah. director Kevin Reynolds didn't want him to. There, I mean, there's scenes in the movie where you can hear him trying to do English. Supposedly. And is bad. Costner would affect the accent when he was arguing with Reynolds, but not when they were in agreement. 
<laughs> Costner claims that he was initially asked to use an accent and hired a dialogue dialect coach, but this was stopped and the coach was fired when he did it poorly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that would do it. Uh, I, here's a great thing in the trivia. Ironically, Brian Blessed was almost killed filming his death scene. No elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Guys, it's the Star Killers. They're real. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, on Breakfast TV in the UK, Mel Gibson said he was offered the lead, but had just done a period film, 1990s Hamlet, and passed. I don't know if I would call Hamlet a period film. But we almost had Crazy Riggs Mel Gibson as Robin Hood. That would have been pretty rocking. He would have spent most of the movie doing like fucking Three Stooges stick. Yeah, boy, his Hamlet Hamlet is fucking terrible, by the way. Doesn't Glenn Close play Ophelia? No, she plays the mom. Oh, right. Also, Hamlet is fucking terrible. There's not a good one. Wait, 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 what do you mean? Are you telling me that a 500-page play (laughs) where a guy spends 400 pages go... I don't know. Should I do yeah. anything? Yeah, he spends four pages taking his thumb, shoving it up his ass, and then pulling it back no, out again. No, no, to be fair, no, he also guys. gaslights his girlfriend super hard. Super and hard. he fights pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that is always cut out of every staging that I've ever seen. But he fights pirates in that show. No. Someone talks about how he did fight pirates. <laughs> Be clear. <laughs> Every Shakespeare play has a moment where someone is like, did you see that guy? He fucking throttled a bear with his bare hands. <laughs> right, right. But say, you never see that shit. The best Hamlet ever is Steve Martin's L.A. story. Yeah. Especially with Rick Moranis as the gravedigger, and Steve Martin's just like, oh good, finally, a funny gravedigger. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you saying that Billy Crystal wasn't a funny grave digger and fucking Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet? Oh, Boy, God. Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet is just like, people like to like rag on the Star Wars prequels of like, nobody said no to Lucas and look at this insane guy. Every Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh anything Hamlet. has oh. just been like, I'm the most important Shakespearean actor of our day. I will have a scene with two sheep having sex. He's so bad. And everyone's like, I guess he's Kenneth Branagh. But it has to be a good movie. It's very long. No. <laughs> it's really... Oh. I will say this. But who's Robin Williams playing that? He's the referee of the sword fight That's at the end. That's right. He's the one who's like... And he plays him like as this like flamboyantly yeah. gay character. He's like, a hit! A palpable hit! Yeah. It's real Jesus, bad. He's fucking nuts. Ugh. Uh, let's see here. Sean Connery was first offered the cameo of Lord Loxley, but passed as he felt he had been playing a lot of fathers in recent years. <laughs> Chicks were starting to get ideas about the con. <laughs> Ooh, here's a good one. It is rumored that Kevin Costner had some of Alan Rickman's scenes cut when he realized that Rickman was upstaging him. <laughs> I mean, t- true. Yeah. Objectively true. During filming, Kevin Costner brought the script of Unforgiven to the attention of Morgan Freeman. He then asked Clint Eastwood for the role of Ned Logan. The following year, Costner co-starred with Eastwood uh, in A Perfect World. However, Kevin Costner, not in Unforgiven. Yeah, he sure isn't. (laughs) True. Uh, Let's see here. 
Uh, Sean Connery was 61 when he played King Richard, who was 37 at the time of the film setting. (laughs) (laughs) But to be fair, that means Robin Hood was probably like 19. I mean, also, like, that was 37 in fucking England 1100s age, where, like, you lived to 50 and you were ancient. That's true. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Robin Wright was the original choice to play Maid Marian, but she had to drop out as she was pregnant. The part instead went to Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio four days before shooting started. Damn. That is too many names. Yeah. Annette Benning had also... Oh, this is right. Wright would land the lead in the Playboys the following year because the original interest, Annette Benning had become pregnant too. So it's a little like pregnant domino falling. People yeah, getting the nice. you know, you know, prices. No mention is made of John, younger brother of Richard the Lionheart. <laughs> he was the de facto ruler of England from 1190 to 1194 while Richard was away fighting in the Third Crusade. However, John did not become du jour king of England until Richard was killed in battle in 1199. In many of the Robin Hood legends, the sheriff of Nottingham is a loyal follower of John. That character just isn't in the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just like suddenly the sheriff of Nottingham just has a wild hair up his ass about doing some coup. Right, as opposed to being the functionary of a legitimate quotation marks uh, claimant to the throne. Like, yeah, the the usurping story makes a lot more sense when Prince John is there. Yeah, here's some other people who were off of the role of Marion: Elizabeth Hurley, Patsy Kensett. Nicole Kidman, uh, Matilda May, Amanda Pies, Jolie Richardson, and Ali Sheedy. Huh? Yeah. What a weird choice that would have been. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. I mean, coming off the fucking high watermark that is short circuit, why yeah. bother? Right? right? Why take a step back? <laughs> you got to disco dance what with a robot. <laughs> uh, and finally, when the film was released on VHS in the early 90s, some versions of the movie, including the one that I had... Had the music video of Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams shown during the end credits. Yeah. That is a separate Man, thing. That's Hurry. how it should have been. Yeah. 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 As that's God how intended. I'm going to say I had that VHS too. Yep. Uh, I believe remember? it was a two taper too, yeah, but I can't remember. Absolutely yeah. two taper. Do you remember when DVDs were just starting to hit, uh, like actually like hit big, uh, but there were still a lot of VHSs, and they would take all the bonus features of DVDs and just play them at the top of your VHS? Oh my gosh, yes. And it would take like an hour to get to your movie. Oh Meanwhile, my gosh. Meanwhile, everything has been spoiled for you because it's all the actors and directors doing like, yeah, well, we did this scene for fucking, I don't know, die another day. It turns out the bad guy was the, this other guy. And it's like, well, cool. Now I don't. Actually, yes, thank you. Now I don't have to watch this movie. Yeah, right, I mean, right. you got saved the trouble of having to watch Die Another Day, it sounds. I still had to watch it because I had to watch that sweet sword fight in Madonna's castle. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Where the bad guy parachutes in to London Calling by The Clash. Nice. And he's got a Union Jack parachute. Let's fucking watch that movie. No, let's it's not. Bat shit in the, the, the sheer hubris of that movie and its in, ineptitude in delivering even a tenth of what it's promising. Because that movie has Invisible Car. Correct. It has uh, Diamond Face. Correct. It has Super Laser. It has, it has Halli- Super Laser that is being targeted at the border between North and South Korea to clear all the landmines out. So that the North Korean army can invade. 
dude, you got a giant space laser? Just target Soul. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it's also, weirdly enough, one of the Bond movies with one of the best openings. It's gr- it's it's Bond, like, infiltrating North Korea. The mission goes sideways, and he gets fucking captured. He gets, he gets tortured. Yeah. Him for ages, yeah. But then Madonna's James Bond theme starts, and it's unlistenable. And then Halle Berry shows up as Agent Jinx. Jinx. Yes. And it's like... But why? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Tough movie. It also has a sex scene between Bond and Jinx, and like a sex scene. Yeah, not just like they lie in bed no, and like go like, "Wow, you're pretty. You're cute." Well, because this was post Monster Ball, so she was yeah. like, "Well, when I show my body, I get an Oscar." Oh yeah, True good point. Facts. Good point. So that's gonna uh, that's gonna do it. This, <laughs> this is a good I, note to go out. I, on. Guys, we are definitely doing time yeah. every day at some point. Yeah. I have a lot to say about <laughs> it. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this Minnesota Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Brown. I'm John Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Farewell. Sword sound. Sword sound. Big stick. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Patrick, Patrick, you're just going to walk Patrick. away? You're not even going to say anything? Alan Rickman. All right, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.